Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Fade Route with DNZ, IMZ, and we got a great show planned for you. The Cardinals-Patriots game was ugly. The Bucks game was equally as ugly. And Dunn did it again. Dunn did it again. But we are going to start with a new segment called Quick Hit. Quick hits. Dirty lightning round style. News of the day. First and foremost, Correa, 13-year contract to the San Francisco Giants. No opt-out, no no trade clause, 1% of his annual salary goes to charity. Very big account. Very big of him. Now, my concern is his dad. 28. 13-year contract. There until age 41. I don't think so. I don't think so. Speaking of bad signings, Noah Syndergaard, one-year deal to the Dodgers. They're going to regret that one very quickly. That gutless bastard doesn't want to be the... He doesn't want to be... The ace of a staff? Absolutely not. He'd rather hide behind Clayton Kershaw and whomever else. Uh, he'll go fifth. I'll go fifth. I'll go fifth, and I'll skip the Mets here. That's fine. Speaking of former Mets, Chris Bassett. Off the market. He's now a Toronto Blue Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Balked at a... Balked at a two-year, balked at a one-year. Got himself a three-year deal... We'll see. We will see. He slots, he's going to slot in ahead of Jose Barrios as your number three. I don't know. I don't know. That's a homer-friendly ballpark. Not looking good for one Mr. Bassett. And last but not least, Trey going away from MLB free agency to the FIFA World Cup. Argentina knocks off Croatia. France knocks off Morocco. France is now going for its second consecutive World Cup on Sunday as they take on Lionel Messi, who's trying to become the legend, the GOAT that everybody claims him to be. The only thing missing is the World Cup. The only thing missing is the World Cup. And on a somber note, the passing of very college football coach, Mike Leach, 61, taken from us way too soon. He was out there, man. He was a cat. He was definitely an interesting fella. Revolutionized the game. He will be missed. And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes. Flight crew through and through. Last QB in St. John's history. What's up, D? How's it going, man? And let it rip. 
Yeah, loving the quick hit segment. Uh, really rolled with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mike Leach, uh, originator of the air raid system, which is uh, fun for quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, he gave us Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, well. Let's talk about the good things Mike did. Not <laughs> shit on the guy. Jesus. Uh, Sorry, Coach. And Mr. Correa, fucking just stealing money from the Giants. There. We were talking about this in the production meeting. I mean, this is really just about them whiffing on Judge and not having a backup plan. And. Uh, you know, you're taking a guy, a 28-year-old guy who's already got a bad back. He had a bad back playing in Houston, and now he's going to San Francisco, where the weather is up and down. I mean, I don't know who they thought they were competing against. Who are you competing against? The guy took a one-year deal last year because nobody wanted to pay him, and nobody wanted him. I, I just, I, you could have gotten a Danzy Swanson for half the years and half the price. Um, you should have went harder after a Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts. I, I think it's a bad move. I think it really hurts them. I mean, look at the the, the Astros won the World Series without him. They didn't even need him. You gonna build a team? You gonna build a team around this guy? Or um, no, I, I hope they have some kind of, like you said, it's there's no opt out. There's a no trade clause. Like he got everything under the sun in this deal, and they're just. Uh, they're looking now. They're still. They're looking up at the Padres and they're looking up at the Dodgers. I, I think it's a terrible deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Carlos Correa makes the Giants any better than they were, because you know you definitely need more thump in that order. Brandon Belt's not going to be there forever. Longoria is gone. Your outfield is no good. Buster Posey retired. <laughs> your outfield like, is no good. <laughs> your outfield is no good. But Mikey Stremski is your best player. He's 32, so he's he's definitely is who he is at this point in time. You know, would they kick the tires on a Michael Conforto? Maybe. Did he like, even play there? last year? He, he did even... not. He did <laughs> not. He play last suffered, year. He suffered a setback in his rehab, and that's why he didn't play last year. Andrew Benintendi's available. Do you go get Andrew Benintendi? The, the, the Giants player. need help. The Giants definitely. And then you mentioned, uh, you know, the World Cup has been awesome. Guitar or Cutter or however you want to say it, it's been great. Morocco is gone, so the Cinderella story is pretty much over. We're just looking at two heavyweights. And like you said, you know, France is going to go to try to go back to back. Has it been done in, since, what, like in 60 years? Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at, you know, Messi trying to solidify his his uh, role in the game of soccer so, so solidify his greatness by finally winning a World Cup. It's time for the fade-in where we give a nod to the trending sports stories of the week. It's been an interesting week. Um, or it's been an interesting couple of days in sports, but... You know, to just start off with some, you know, you start off with some more bad news for the Cardinals. I mean, on top of having a terrible season, on top of having a bad coach, fresh off of an extension, and an awful GM, 
who also signed an extension and is taking leave because he's not feeling well. I wouldn't be feeling well either after Kyler Murray went down with a torn ACL uh, just on the fourth play of the game on Monday night, crushing the fantasy hopes of most people who had them as their starting quarterback in that game. But see, where do the Cardinals go from here, and, and how does this all play out? Well, they go home because they're done. <laughs> in short, home with their home with their one in six this season. <laughs> exactly, one in seven. One in, even worse after after Monday. But you know, they go home. Like, that, that's it. Like anything, any kind of fleeting moment where they thought, "Hey, we can do something." You know, oh, Matthew Stafford's out. We can make a run. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. We can make a run. Nope. Psych. No. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. No, sir. That all went down when Kyler Murray got hurt. And apparently, this is one of the better fields in the league. Devontae Parker went out. Kyler Murray went out. Ramondre Stevenson was being looked at. There was a list as long as my arm of guys that did not survive. This game. Does this end the whole debate, by the way, of how all these players are pushing for real grass? Because a lot of people got... It, but the only thing I would say is, is that grass is shit grass. I mean, they roll it outside, give it some Arizona heat, and then they bring it inside. That can't be good for solder grass. But I'm, I'm saying, is that is that a way that we can put this whole argument to bed? Or you think most people are going to play? That's not real grass argument. I think that they're going to play the that's not real grass argument. And, you know, if, if they have to roll it out like some kind of carpet, it's not real grass. So, you know, I think that they have to go back to the drawing board. And that means that Mr. Kingsbury, goodbye. Mr. Kime, you might have to go too. Kyler Murray. But they can't, right, though? Because they just signed extensions. Like, they all just signed extensions. Right? That's never stopped any owner. <laughs> that has not stopped any pissed-off owner from making a rash decision. This team was built to be a playoff contender, and they have been nothing short of a disappointment all year. You don't go, you don't make the moves you made, <laughs> right? Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, AJ Green, JJ Watt. James Conner trading for Robbie Anderson. You, you don't make those moves if you're just going to be an also rant. This team has expectations, and you did not meet those expectations. You got to blow this shit up. You have to blow this up, and nothing Colt McCoy can do is going to improve what your situation. They got outplayed by the Patriots, who are not good. No. The Patriots are no good. Their offense stinks because it's being run by a special teams guy and a defensive guy. Bill Belichick has lost his mind. Or he's just so he's just so ass bent on proving how much of a genius he is. Like I'm trying to figure out what this is. <laughs> the offense is being what... run by uh, a professor and a used car salesman. Right. Like they're being it's being run. <laughs> But, and their defense is being run by Steve Belichick. Children. Fucking yes. children. Yes. I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. Shout out to CM Punk. Exactly. But for this year, they're toast. The Cardinals are absolutely toast. And 
you know, Steve Kime, you know, that that's Ajita. What you what he's feeling, he went on a, a medical leave with Ajita. Now, I, I don't know where they go from here. Cliff Kingsbury is not great. He's not great. He's just he's just a god. He usually gets off the hot starts and then collapses. This year he collapsed right out of the, out of the get-go. Right out of, off the jump. So he wasn't the right guy to begin with. He was an offensive coordinator masquerading as a head coach. And word you know, like I'm still not sold on Kyler Murray. He's a second baseman. He's a second baseman. So I mean now I mean now what's gonna happen to him because I'm sure his mobility is gonna be done. Like he, he's not gonna be able to run around like he was before this surgery. I mean he's gonna have to really sit back there and throw the ball and he's he's a little guy. No, he is. He is. And he doesn't have... I mean, he has, he has decent arm strength, but he's not... I mean, he's not Dan... He's not Dan Marino. Like, he's not Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees was small, but he had a... I mean, Drew in his Brees prime, was... I mean, Drew, Drew Brees was <laughs> accurate, though. He's an extremely accurate quarterback. Um, Kyler Murray is not. So he's going to have to... He's going to have to readjust his game here, because... And Lamar Jackson is also going to feel that, too. Your first option can't be to run. Moving forward, you're going to have to go through your progressions, and you're going to have to find the open target. Now, that's going to take a while. That is. <laughs> it's gonna, it, you're going to have to process. But if you're as good as people say you are, you will pick it up quickly if you're Kyle Lamar. I just think the days of the running quarterback are just numbered. It just, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work to the degree that these guys are dynamic. What what makes them dynamic is their ability to run and be elusive. And I think the more mobile quarterback that you're interested in is like a Jalen Hurts. He's the, he's, not that he's not elusive or dynamic, he's got the arm ability and he's uh he he's a problem in the running game but it his his whole his whole game isn't based around how how quick he is and how fast he is right it's more Mm -hmm. or less it's it's i mean we've seen how much he's grown as a player from the guy getting beat by the bucks in the playoffs last year to a person now who sits there and reads the defense and um, he you know, can deliver the football with accuracy. Absolutely. You know, Jalen Hurts has made huge strides. Tua has made huge strides. He's struggling now, but there was legitimate conversation that Tua was in the MVP conversation. So, I'm not who I'm not sure who you were talking to by the water cooler, but I don't know. That that seems a little out there. I mean. He's 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 good. Uh, he, he was ten for twenty eight last week, uh, and he missed some games and the whole head injury thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm more and ran out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, but you know, we're, we're talking about how terrible the Cardinals are. But hey, let's give some respect to the Patriots. You know, they did win the game. The Dolphins lost this past weekend, and the Jets lost this past weekend. So the Patriots are now eyeing up that final playoff spot. Now assuming the Bills win the East, right? I think we're both on board with the Bills winning the East. What other AFC teams do you have faith in? 
hard to say, right? Like it really is because of the way the the way the schedule is lined up right now. I mean, Miami's about to go to Buffalo on a Saturday night in December, and they're coming off losing the, their last two. That is going to be a very pivotal game. Now, the Dolphins started out great. They are trending in the wrong direction. After losing to the Niners and after losing to the Chargers, the Jets. The Jets seem to have peaked too early. Oh, no, stop! No. Stop! There's ne- there's never a peak. See, there's never a peak. What peak? What they peaked when they're when their uh, their quarterback threw the whole team under the bus. Is that the, is that the peak you're talking about? No, the peak was when they beat the Bills. Like that was that was the highlight. That was and they beat the Dolphins. So yes, there was no Tua, no Teddy, <laughs> but they still beat this vaunted Dolphins team that we now have to, you know, consider contenders. But I mean, of the bunch, I would say that The Jets' defense is getting exposed a little bit. The Jets' defense is what they would hang their hat on, and they are—they're getting—they're getting exposed for what they are. They're not ready for prime time. You have C.J. Mosley jumping and clotheslining, you know, Dawson Knox when he was trying to draw them offside. They're just not where they need to be, especially if Quinn and Williams is out. But based on health based on talent you have to go with the Dolphins because they're loaded like this is not a team on the come the Jets are a team on the come they're a quarterback away now Mike White got wrecked he absolutely got destroyed his his ribs are probably still hurting but I mean there's something there but the question is for how long how long can Mike White be the guy now they got smart, and Zach Wilson is now your backup. Flacco is, you know, I mean, Joe is pretty much done, and Joe and his six kids can kind of like go, uh, go do what he needs to do. But even with the recent run of, you know, bad play and kind of just lackluster play, I would still say that the Dolphins are in more of the catbird seat because even after the Bills, they get the Packers on Christmas. The Packers are they're no good. You have the Patriots and potentially a showdown with the Jets for a playoff spot on January 8th. So by January 8th, there may be nothing to play for. We'll see. But schedule favors them. Roster favors them. It's hard not to think that the Dolphins are your second tier in the AFC East. Yeah, to me, I'm going to go with the Patriots. And the reason is their defense. I know it's run by children, but their their defensive players and their scheme is quite effective. And they they play Vegas this Sunday... Then they play the Bengals at home, and the last game is the Dolphins at home. 
so they are much they are very much in control of their destiny um you know i like i said we both agree buffalo is superior um to me the the dolphins i have i i think they came out the gate the gates and nobody expected them to be as explosive as they were and i think what's hurt them is their schedule their schedule's just been brutal. I mean, they stayed in California last week, uh, you know, because they played the Chargers. No, they, they, yeah, they played the Chargers. But the, Chargers the, week, yeah. the week before that, they played the 49ers. So they 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 were away from their their wives, their children, their families for two weeks. Stayed on the coast, and now they got to go up to Buffalo in December, man, at night. Man, that's tough. So, right, and then they finish up with New England, uh, you know, in, in December, which is still going to be probably January, which is still going to be really cold. And I, I, I don't like their, I don't like their chances in those games. As far as the Jets are concerned, the Jets are a circus. The Jets are a fucking circus. They're raising Zach Wilson to the number two this week. Why? Do you see Salah's press conference? Oh, he showed he's showing that he's taking practice seriously and and he's holding himself accountable. He's on a regimen. He's a fucking adult. Why wouldn't he? Why why are we giving him credit for this? This is the reason why he's moving to number two and he's playing really well against our defense. God, I hope so. It's fucking practice. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, he's the he was the number two pick in the draft. Why are you giving him credit for stuff that he should be doing? Um, and I just don't think these are reasons to mo- move him up to number two. And the reason why I say this, Z, is because Mike White has two rib fractures. So if he gets hit the wrong way or falls the wrong way, he's got to come out of the game again. So now Zach Wilson's going to go in. Like, why, why are you creating this fiasco if you don't want the fiasco? Why Mike White did- is two inches away from being Tony Romo. But why did Joe Flacco? Why did why did Zach Wilson was in street clothes for like the last two or three games? But now in a situation where you're really gonna need your your number two quarterback, now he comes up. Now he dresses. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I just wish they would just say what's going on. They're not. They're beating around the bush and they're not being honest with us. Well, they want to get a return on their investment. They invested a number two pick in him, and they really want to. But, you know, what scares me about the Dolphins, what scares me about the Jets, is that now's the time it's getting cold. You're going into cold weather environments, and you need to run the ball. Right? You're going to need to run the ball. Another one, James James Robinson, inactive again. I don't understand the trade then. I really don't understand the point of the trade. I mean, it seemed like a panic because Brees Hall got hurt. And guess who... Guess who the leader in rushing yards is for the Jets? Still Brees Hall. <laughs> so, but, but the other part is, is that I was like, how you're evaluating talent? If you knew you had this guy Bam Knight since training camp, why are you going out and trading for James Robinson? Like, do you not know the players and the talent you have on your team? The guy, the guy can't. He's not good enough to dress. He can't even. He can't even put on a helmet. And with the injury to Etienne, he'd be playing right now in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel bad yeah, for him. Would be. But then, you know, Michael Carter's moving his way down the pecking order anyway. So if, you know, if Bam Knight is the guy and he certainly is playing like he wants to be the guy, you know, he'll definitely 
inject some life into this rushing game, which is 20th in the league. You know, they need to do something. You know, one of the few teams that's actually worse than them is the Dolphins. With the mobile tour and the old San Francisco 49ers backfield. Like, that, that was McDaniel's move. Let me yeah. go get Mostert. Let me go get Wilson. They know my offense. Then they shouldn't. They should be better than 29th in the league in rushing. Yeah. They should be a hell of a lot better than 29th in the league in fucking rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Their right. I mean, their rushing game is almost irrelevant. And I thought that I thought that was going to be what they were going to dominate in. Really, I thought they were going to be a heavy run team, and they were going to be able to go over the top to Waddle or Hill whenever they wanted. And it's been the opposite, right? They've been a really a passing team. I think both their receivers are top five in yards this year. That's nuts. Yeah, no, they, they've really been moving the ball. And Tyree Kill, that crazy stat. Tyree Kill already has the single season receiving yards record for the Dolphins. Right. He has not even finished his first season. Yeah, that's nuts. Record setting. Record setting. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. But speaking of records, the Bucks and Tom Brady took a blow to their record. Losing 35 to 7 to Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. After the game, Trey Greenlaw asked Tom to sign the ball that Greenlaw intercepted during the game. Brady was a little irritated, but you know, played it off, made the autograph, and he tried to be a good sport about it. But uh, is it a low blow to ask the guy you picked off? for an autograph after the game or what you know it's tough right it's tough because it's it's tom brady it's like greenlaw was saying he's like dude i've been watching you since i was two like i never thought i'd get to play against you right at the same time you got it i i i think there's a better way to go about it i think he would have been better off saying after the game being like hey tom listen i'm gonna send a ball over to the locker room if you could sign it for me i'd appreciate it like that would have been the better way to go about it than to bring the ball to tom after you just blew him out 35 7 like yo can you sign this i just think there's a professional way to do it now i think it would also be different if you lost like if the 49ers lost like if the if the bucks beat the 49ers then i think it's okay you can go up to him and say hey man can you sign this because he's in a good mood, he's feeling good, you know, we just beat you, whatever, sure. But, I mean, you blow, you blew him out 35-7, this is his hometown, you're playing on his home team, they're having a really tough year, and, you know, he's not trying to deal with a fanboy right after the game. No, he's not. It did have a little bit of the uh, you mad bro from Richard Sherman. <laughs> There's yeah. a little, there's a little, uh, little bit of that, and the only difference is that, you know, Brady was chirping at Sherman the, during the game, and that's why Sherman went back at him. But there was definitely that element to it of like, little post game, let's let's tweak Tom a little bit. But it was it was in good nature. It's 
should he have done it then? Probably not. I'm in agreement with you on that. There's a time and place for everything. You do it where the cameras aren't. And I think that would enhance your reputation on that. But let's talk about this NFC South for a second here. Like Nobody the, wants the, it. Nobody I, wants I, to win. Nobody wants I, it. I, you know, you have the Bucks at six and seven. Desmond <laughs> Ritter is going to start for the Falcons, benching Toyota, but well, it's a performance based. Well, hold on. I thought he's going on IR, right? Isn't he going on IR? He's getting. He's know, got. They, he's got knee surgery. He's out. Yeah, but they're also saying that it's performance based for Desmond Ritter. So, like, either he's the guy or he's not the guy. It's either the, he's the guy or the practice squad quarterback you had to call up as the guy. I mean, they're so, five. They're five and eight. They're what two games back. Yeah, he's not, he's not doing that it's, bad of a job. You know, the Saints and Andrew Dalton. They're they're doing their thing, and the Panthers they got rid of everybody, including Matt Rule, and somehow they're surging. They're in know, second. They, yeah, with Sam Darnold under center. So, you know, this is the Bucks division to win. This is the Bucks. This is what they. This is what. So they you got so you got the Bucks winning the division. They should. They have to. They are. They are far and away more talented than any other of those teams. They just seem. They just seem stale. They just seem stale. They style. They just seem like it's. Their offense is just so stale, and their defense is all of a sudden like so beatable. You know, you, you think you might think I'm crazy, but I think the best team in this division is actually the Saints, because I think the Saints actually have the best defense um, out of all these teams. Um, the problem with the Saints is their offense is so inconsistent. For some godforsaken reason, they want Andrew Dalton to play quarterback and not Jameis Winston, and they stop throwing the ball to Kamara out of the backfield, and they're just looking for Chris Olave. Like their offense is just—it's just a shit offense. Um, meanwhile, but it really—it underscores coaching, right? Bruce Arians is gone. Todd Bowles is in. The Buccaneers suck. You know, Sean Payton is out. Dennis Allen is in. The Saints are inconsistent. Matt Rule is out. Steve Wilkes is in. All of a sudden, the Panthers are surging. The only one, the only constant is Arthur Smith. Yay! So wait, you're trying to, you're trying to. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Bruce Arians is gone, but the offensive coordinator is still Byron Leftwich. Brady is still making the decisions there. I, I don't know if that's so much the story for the Bucks. It's just a stale offense. Like they. They drop the ball. Like the, he, he, oh, he sails passes. He underthrows people. People run the wrong routes. It's the same fucking story. They don't have a tight end. Now the defense sucks too. The defense losing to Brock Purdy. Seriously, after they rocked his shit on the first play of the game, like he got lit up on the first play of the game. Dude comes back and scores three touchdowns against them, like with no no problem. No, How, the kid was poised. The, the kid was amazingly poised. I mean, we had them dead in the water. We both picked. I'm pretty sure we both picked the Bucks last weekend. No, I picked the Niners. Oh, you did. I took the Niners on the strength of their defense and on the strength of their running game. And you know what? He's not gonna. Have, if Purdy has to throw more than 20 times, like he threw 21 times, 16 to 21, 185, two touchdowns. 
if he has to do what Tom Brady did, the Niners are in trouble. Because Brady went 34 for 55 for 253. Like, he was getting straight blown out. But the Niners defense is so far and away the best defense, at least in the NFC. I will qualify, I will couch that by saying it's the best in the NFC. And this kid was playing scout team against them. And you know what? I believe in Fred Warner when he says that. This guy went toe-to-toe with the best defense, and he held his own. So if he can do it in practice, then he can hold up against lesser defenses. And you know what? He looked poised. His, the balls look good. He got the ball out quickly. His ball look good. His balls look good. His balls look good. They were where they needed to be. They were plentiful. They, need, they were plentiful. The scoring was plentiful. Absolutely. I don't. Um, I mean, I don't really. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he could go into a Philadelphia. I don't think he can go into a playoff game and win. I think he's. And there's no tape on him yet. I think there'll be tape on him now. There's a reason why he was like the last pick in the draft. Uh, I do believe in the San Francisco 49ers defense. I think they're wild. I think they're, um, you know, really, really, their scheme is amazing. Um, but I, I don't, I, you know, I, to, in today's NFL, you need a quarterback. And I don't know if he could be, I don't know if he could be that guy when it counts. We don't know, because you know what? People didn't think Tom Brady could have been the quarterback either. as a six-round draft pick. He wasn't. So, he wasn't until... What he had year to be. three, year three or four, when it was like, oh wow, you could really throw the ball. He wasn't until he had to be. Kurt Warner wasn't until he had to be. So if Kyle Shanahan can unleash this kid, because Kyle Shanahan is very good at what he does. He maximizes what you're good at and minimizes what you're bad at. And well, yeah. he's 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 going to definitely. He's going to be a factor. Coaching is definitely a factor, and Brock Purdy has a good one in Kyle Shanahan. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at sweetlifebrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. But speaking of a good one, son of a bitch did it again. Every every time we count this guy out, every time we count him out, Baker Mayfield 
tells us to, to eat it. Now, a lot of that could be the fact that they were playing the Raiders. You know, they were they were down 16-3 in the fourth quarter. Jeez. The comeback, and the Rams beat the Raiders 17-16, and, you know, the, the slim hopes are alive in Los Angeles as they improve their record 4-9. And Baker was out there playing street ball. Like, he was out there playing street ball. What playbook? Fuck the playbook. Who cares? 98-yard touchdown winning drive over the Raiders. So, how did this help Baker Mayfield stock? Did he earn himself a contract with that win? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what him and his agent are doing because if I was Baker... I would have went into the GM's office the very next day and be like, listen, I want to be here. I want to win here. Give me a one-year deal and like, give me time to learn this offense. And I want to compete with Matt Stafford next year for a starting quarterback job. And this is his opportunity to do that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't believe in Baker anymore, especially after everything that's happened over the last year and a half. Like he, he, his, his fall from grace. I mean, we, I think we both thought he was going to go into Carolina and at least, at least be competent. And he wasn't. I mean, Sam. On spite alone. No. no, Yeah. Right. On on spite alone. And he just wasn't. He wasn't. And they, they have players there. Like they're a deep, Carolina is a decent team. Um, and he just he just wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to do what Trevor Lawrence is doing. He was not able to do with with um with with other with other players uh, that we thought his caliber could be would be doing. So I don't think Sean McVay can get the best out of him. I think he is what he is. He's he's bound to end up on the Raiders or the Titans at some point. He's just gonna be he's just gonna be a backup. I can't I can't. You know, he, he, he shows glimpses of what he could be, but he's not consistent at all. I mean, if you think about it, this was the guy that got the Browns to the playoffs. He got the Browns to the playoffs. They had then, a lead on the Chiefs. Then he gets cut and nobody picks him up. Doesn't clear weight. He, he cleared a whole bunch of teams before he finally got cleaned by the Rams. So, no, I don't... I think he, I think he should... I think he should ask for a contract from the Rams, especially they're a team that doesn't have any draft picks, right? And if you look at the trade that they made, Goff or Stafford, Goff is having a great season. Things are looking really good for, for Jared Goff. You know, so you're looking at, you're not going to be able to get another free agent in there Matt Stafford's your guy. You're not going to get like a top 10 or top 15 pick anytime soon. So Baker Mayfield may be that option. I mean, he's worth a flyer on just the same way he was worth a flyer on before. Matthew Stafford is injury prone. He was injured in Detroit when he played through it. Um, Why? I don't know. But... You need a veteran backup in this league. John Wolford, I don't think he's... He's not the kind of guy who gets you where you need to go. 
Baker Mayfield, the flashes are there. He is, when he's on, he is dangerous. He is a dual threat quarterback. But when he is off, it is atrocious. It's a train wreck. It's an absolute train wreck. Now, I just described to you the perfect Las Vegas Raider. (laughs) You said it first. You absolutely said it. The way you described him sounds like a Raider already. (laughs) So, they weren't that far off. If you look at it, you know, Derek Carr averaged 6.9 yards. Baker, 6.6. So, they're not that far off. In terms of arm strength, Baker's got a, a decent arm. He's certainly more mobile than Derek Carr. So, I think he can inject a little bit of life, a little bit of spunk into the Raiders. I don't know if the Titans would touch him. But I, they don't, I don't think Baker makes the Titans appreciably better. I don't think he's that much better than Ryan Tannehill. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, down the line, like, you can just see him, like, he's a guy that they wind up, like, kicking the tires on. Like, yeah, yeah, bring him in for a workout, and then he winds up staying, like, the weekend. Like, it just, you know, to me, Baker is undersized, he's slow, and he doesn't have that great of arm talent. I'm sorry, it's just the way I see the guy. He's he's the guy that gets the best of teams in in certain situations, but... You know, even like the com- commanders, like you know, you could go play with the commanders. Like that's the kind of guy or the Texans. The Texans are gonna draft the kid from Alabama. I think the te- I think the commanders have something in Heineke. I think he's a solid quarterback. He he does what you need him to do. He's familiar with the offense and he executes the offense. That's exactly what you need to do. Like, there's too much street ball. There's too much street ball in Baker Mayfield. When he improvises, that's when everything goes to shit. So he needs to tone that down, but he's needed to tone that down the entire entirety of his career. So that's going to leave him in that journeyman role. Is he going to end up... Like, I could see him, if Gino leaves Seattle, he could be in there backing up Drew Locke or competing with Drew Locke. I don't see why that couldn't happen. Um, <laughs> I could certainly see him if the Texans do what the Texans do. Like they took Daryl Stingley last year. Like that surprised the hell out of everybody. So who's to say that they take it? They don't take the quarterback at number one. Like, who's to say? But Baker Mayfield's going to get work. It, it's just a question of how many starts is he going to get. Because Marcus Mariota got a starting contract. Like, Marcus Mariota is not much better than Baker Mayfield. Like, Sam Darnold had a starting gig. Sam Darnold was proving that he's better than Baker Mayfield, but they weren't They weren't that. You know, one wasn't appreciably better than the other. So, have arm, will travel. That is the Baker Mayfield story. And if you're Hollywood, if you're going to write that... I want my cup. Have on, will travel. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. 
The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. More or less. All right, boys and girls, here's how it goes. We have a statement, and it's either more likely or less likely that it's going to happen. More or less. Number one, the Yankees will trade for Fernando Tatis Jr. I gotta say less likely. I've been hearing this report. I don't know who started it. I don't know if it's you or somebody else. I just, I, uh, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the Yankees are going to do, but that seems just like absurd if that's the direction they're going to go in. Um, um, I think they're going to need to call up some money and get Rodon. Um, if they don't do that, I, I don't. There's not a lot of moves left for them to make. There's not a lot of other players out there that fits what they're trying to do. So I'm sticking with less likely. I'm going with less likely, too, just from the simple fact that, A, he's injured. B, he's on a steroid suspension. (laughs) And C, he's on that ridiculous contract. Seriously, what would Cashman have to give up? If I'm A.J. Preller... It starts with Dominguez, Volpe, and Peraza. And and I was talking to my girl today. And I said, okay, I'll take those three guys and Nestor Cortez. And you can have Fernando Tatis Jr. And she was like, no, absolutely not. You need Nestor Cortez on this team. But would you throw, would you, would they be willing to do, you know, oh, will... The Yankees will pay, you know, 80-85% of that contract if you take Aaron Hicks off the books. If you take Josh Donaldson off the books. If, you know, if they've had enough, if they've seen enough, and they move GC. If they move Stanton. So, it's a Yank- It's an old Yankee move. I don't think it's a new Yankee move. So, I'm going to go less likely as well. But you think that deal would get it done if they said top three prospects in Cortez? Yeah, I do. I think mm. so, but why? But you, why, why would it benefit the Yankees? Right? Why would you do that now for him? Like, mm. you know, he's got. There's so many red flags with this guy. I mean, he, he hasn't played. Mm. <laughs> and you're bringing him in to play what? Shortstop or center field? Like, what is he doing? Yeah. And if you don't trade Stanton, and you just pay Judge all this money, and you just pay Garrett Cole all this money, you have four guys on your team. Who make over three hundred million dollars? You can't even trade Stanton because nobody wants him. That, that's a disaster. 
I think if you eat, and that's the thing, that's where you and I disagree. I think if you're willing to eat enough money, you can move any contract. And there are plenty of guys, there are plenty of albatrosses that the Yankees could possibly take on, <clears throat> Josh Donaldson, that would make things enticing, you know? Because they can move those contracts and then make it, we have a reunion with Gary Sanchez to be the DH. Gary's unemployed at the moment, isn't he? Gary is a free agent at the moment, so. I like know. how you call him a free agent. <laughs> He's unemployed. He's fucking yeah, unemployed. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He got sent to the line. Oh, my God. But, no, Tatis, it's, no, it's just, there's so many, there's so many things that are just non-starters that it's absurd. More or less, number two. Devontae Adams will have six catches and over 100 yards this weekend against the Patriots. Oh, my God. Um, I am going to say less likely because I think what they're – I mean, the Patriots like to take away what you like, what you love to do. And I just feel like they're going to Ocho single him where they're going to put a man over the top of him and he's going to be locked in with the guy all game. So they're going to be like, all right, yeah, throw it to – you know your other wide receivers and we'll let Jacobs run the ball because we have like the number five run defense in the league and I think that's where they're going to net out so I'm saying less likely the cream rises to the top so I'm going to go more likely just in the simple fact that something has to give Either you yeah. stop the run or you stop the pass. One or the other. And I think that Adams can have six catches for 100 yards and the Raiders can still lose. Oh, well, the and Raiders are going to lose. The Raiders are going to lose. You know, that's not a doubt. It's just a... But it's like, he can, you know, you can let him eat and you can still beat the Raiders. So, Devontae Adams is talented enough that he'll get his. And he's been getting his all year. 1,247 yards, 12 touchdowns, 82 receptions. Not bad for a guy with Derek Carr's quarterback. You know? It's been a drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. But he's still putting up numbers. He's still doing it. And at some point, they're going to get Waller back. At some point, they're going to get Renfro back. He's playing. They're playing. Yeah. This, they're playing. They're playing this weekend. They just came yeah, off IR. So, yeah. So, I mean, the cupboard is not bare. So it's possible that he can get his. It's absolutely possible. Still not enough for the Raiders to win, but he can definitely. Adams can definitely get his. More or less, number three, Lionel Messi in Argentina will win the World Cup. I'm going less likely. I'm really, I'm thinking France is going to pull it off just because France to me is the more complete team and they're doing this without their, without arguably like two of their best players. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on France. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think Messi is going to get it done. I'm going to go more likely. I think that this, if not now, when? Because Messi's done after this. I have a feeling that he's not long for the national team. You're going to start bringing in more young guys like Ataki Castellanos. 
you you already have that influx of youth. So this is the time, you know. Iguain is gone. Di Maria is gonna go out the door with Messi. Like he's got to make it happen. And the one thing that Messi does and does well is he's a distributor. He's out there like a point guard. Yes, he's walking the majority of the game, conserving his energy. But when he gets the ball, that quick that quick twitch, he's very good at that. And he puts the ball in spaces where his players, where his teammates can get it. And then, by the grace of God, he gets those. P- he gets the penalty kick, and he shines. So France is very good. They're going to give Argentina a run for their money, and it'll most likely go to PKs. I have a feeling, I got this feeling right now, that it's going to be 1-1 in PKs. And Argentina will pull it out in penalties. But if he makes the move to MLS, he's going to, he's going to, you know, close out his career. Like that means, that signals that he's winding it down when he's going to enter Miami. So for me, like this is it. This is where the rubber meets the road, and this is where Messi gets it done. A bonus, more or less, number four. The LA Clippers are going to be a problem this year. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it's, it's more likely. You know, I think the West is up for grabs. We saw how the Jazz got up to a hot start and we're really giving teams a problem we're unbeatable and the, the, the Clippers are working on getting healthy still they're also an extremely deep team you know their second unit is better than probably got the best second unit in the league uh, when it comes to um, depth so I'm going to say more likely <coughs> more likely as well from the standpoint of the depth but what do they have that other teams don't? A superstar that plays defense. When Kawhi Leonard is out there, he is a defensive stopper. In addition to being a very good to great player on a nightly basis. Now, they're stacked. They're stacked, right? You have John Wall. You have Reggie Jackson. Covington. You have Nicholas Batum. PG-13. I mean, come on now. Like, this team, this team is loaded for bear. And even so, they're still only 16 and 13. So, all you have to do is hang around. Hang around, stay healthy, get whole, get hot. And you'll be fine. They're averaging 107.9, right? So, they're scoring. They're definitely doing enough on there. And Paul George is averaging close to 24 points a game. So that's pretty impressive. That guy. Yeah. So, now it's not the playoffs. Like, we're not even remotely close to the playoffs yet. So, you know, Paul George, you know, slow your roll. But, all they have to do, all the Clippers have to do is stay close. Because, who's really out there right now? You know? The Warriors are not. They're not. The Lakers aren't. 
what, the Pelicans? You're scared of the Pelicans? You're scared of the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies might be, the, the Grizzlies might stay. They might stick around. Are you, you're concerned with the Denver, the Denver Nuggets? They're due for another injury. Like the Blazers, the Kings. Like, it's about time the Sacramento Kings are good. They've sucked for, what, 20 years? It's about fucking time that the Sacramento Kings are good. But I don't think that, I, I just, I don't think that any of those teams that I just mentioned are as deep or as good as the Clippers. Right now, they're in the mix with the Jazz, the Mavericks, and the Warriors. Of those four, of those four, the way teams are playing right now, I, I don't see why the Clippers wouldn't advance. I don't see why they wouldn't be one of those teams that advance. But all they have to do is get whole and get hot at the right time, and they can definitely surge upward in the Western Conference standings. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1, 2, 3 fantasy starts or green light and fantasy sits or red light. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 every NFL Sunday during the season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the Fade Route. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ every NFL Sunday during the season. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter page, at FadeRoutDNZ, and you vote. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the coveted-ass trophy and a shout-out on this here show. And do you know who took home the coveted-ass trophy last week, D? I don't. One Mr. Baker Mayfield. Son of a bitch did it to us again. He did it to us again. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? All right. First up, I've got Alleged Superstar Anthony Davis missing two free throws in the last 30 seconds of the game. Allowed the Celtics to tie the game and eventually win the game in overtime. It's like, dude, you got to hit your free throws. Anthony Davis, you are my Alleged Superstar of the Week. Next up is the San Francisco Giants front office. Man, you guys whiffed on Judge. You give Correa 13 years, $350 million deal with a no trade, no opt out. Takes Correa till he's 41. Did you not just see the Astros win the World Series without him? Also, who the hell were you competing against? San Francisco Giants front office, you are my list superstars of the week. And last and certainly least, Robert Sala. Mike White had to come out of the game twice for fractured ribs. Was Flacco, a guy who's won a Super Bowl, not capable of running Mike LaFleur's offense? For when you're down two scores? Come on, man, you gotta get this guy killed. 
Robert Sala, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? Great choices. Absolutely great choices. In real time, I was saying you're going to get this guy killed. You're going to get this guy killed. So Matt Milano cut him in half. Oof. He in half. That, that was, yeah, that was bad. That was very, very oh bad. Oh, my gosh. So, for me, I'm going to start with Skip Bayless. For his yeah. comments on his show, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, where he went a little too far with Shannon Sharp, and somehow made it a personal attack on Shannon Sharp, saying that Tom Brady was better than Shannon Sharp was. How the hell are we comparing a tight end with a quarterback? First and foremost, that's not even the dumbest thing Skip Bayless has said. And that, I'm not covering a lot of ground here, because Skip Bayless has said so much dumb shit, I don't know where to start. So there's that. And number two, the way he dismissively told Shannon Sharp to put his glasses back on was completely disrespectful. And note to skip. Disrespecting your co-host for disrespecting Tom Brady is not cool. In fact, that's pretty goddamn stupid. Skip Bayless, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Gio Reyna. Team USA midfielder and future of American soccer called on the carpet for his lack of effort during the World Cup. Got buried by Greg Berhalter, but it did come to light. Now, I'm not, call me crazy, but this is the biggest moment of your career and you're going to loaf it? You're going to dog it? You... You will get in. Yes, you're on the bench, but the cream rises to the top. And if you're good enough, you're going to get playing time. You have to trust that your coach is going to put you in position to win. Your your coach is going to put you in the best possible position to succeed. And you cannot check out the way Gio Reyna did. On the world stage, Gio Reyna, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's on again as the spiral continues. Not starting in a World Cup quarterfinal, crying his eyes out after they lost, training alone at Real Madrid, this guy well what more can you say about him he signed with a Saudi team it's all about the money at this point I'm still convinced that if the team gave him a penny more in the MLS he would come just to say he got here before Messi did he the hairspray goal it's just it's all about him it's all about him Whereas guys like Messi, it's about the team. Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7. You are my alleged superstar (laughs) of the week. Go to 
page and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominee. Just do better, boys. Just do better. care maintenance or service i have the company for you air care technicians they service the westchester and northern bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs just give them a call at 914-315-1547 again that's 914-315-1547 or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com these guys are the real deal as they are veteran owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week 15. It's unbelievable, unbelievable that we're in week 15, but you can still join our CBS Pick'em League, also called The Option. Hit up our Instagram bio, Fade Route Podcast, click that link in bio, and join today. It's a tight race, ladies and gentlemen. It's a tight race. First place and second place are one point. It is between myself and the lovely Rita Sanchez from Austin AYSO, separated by one point. D and Foxy are right behind, two points behind. And Zach is still coming on strong. He's going to catch us. He's going to catch us. One big week is all you need. Let's see what you got, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what you got. We're starting off strong. Thursday night. Prime video. Brock Purdy takes the San Francisco 49ers at 9-4 into Lumen Field for a division matchup against the 7-6 Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm just taking San Francisco just based on their defense. San Francisco's loaded. Taking San Francisco pretty easily. Saturday night's all right for football. No college football. We got three pro games this Saturday. Starting at 1. The 4-8-1 Indianapolis Colts going to Minneapolis to take on the 10-3 Minnesota Vikings. Taking the Vikings. Skull. It is, it's a get-right game. It has to be, right? Will the real Minnesota Vikings please stand up? What was that stat you showed me? They have a point differential of negative (laughs) one? Yeah. (laughs) Like, how is that even possible? How is this possible? (laughs) What are they, 11 and 2? Yeah, they're they're seven games over 500, and they have a point differential of negative one. They're 10 and 3. Yeah. Meanwhile, all the other teams, like, in first place have, like, 
plus a hundred over a hundred. And negative one. Well, well, that's Kirk Cousins for you. If I if I've ever heard a Kirk Cousins statistic, it's that right there. Four thirty. Four Baltimore Ravens go into Cleveland to take on the five and eight Cleveland Browns. Uh, I've flip flops on this a couple of times, but I'm gonna go with the Browns. Who's under center for the Ravens this week? That, that'll Hudley, Hudley, Hudley. Oh, he is. I yeah. thought he was injured. But uh, that kid Brown, he actually led the team to victory. So, you know, I don't know. Something's going on. But um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Without Lamar Jackson, the running game has stepped up. The defense stepped up. RG3 said that Lamar Jackson spoils the Ravens. I just think that they try and shoehorn him in and get away from what they do best. Sometimes less is more. And your Saturday night's main event. Please don't sue me, WWE. The 8-5 Dolphins go into Orchard Park to take on the 10-3 Buffalo Bills. I just don't see how the Bills lose this game. Bills. Yeah. Dolphins' run game is trash. What more can you say? The Dolphins' run game is trash, and they're going to need the run game to beat the Bills. Bills pretty handily. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The 5-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons go into New Orleans to take on the 4-9 New Orleans Saints. Saints, just because their defense and the Falcons are starting to rookie. Yeah, the Saints have to win this. If they have any aspirations whatsoever... This is a move they need to make. Because they jumped the Falcons and they're still in the conversation. But that division is just god awful. It's like being the, the best, the least smelly sock in your hamper. Congratulations. The 5 and 8 Steelers at Carolina Panthers. Uh, wow. Panthers. Panthers pretty easily, especially if Kenny Pickett's not p- clear to play. No, I'm going to take, take the Steelers. Change line. Steelers. Really? Really? Even if Mitch is under center? Yeah, I love Mitch. Okay. You're going to ride with Mitch. Go for it. I'm going to take the Panthers. I think that, you know, Sam is going to do enough, and they're, they're playing for Coach Wilkes. They're playing for him. What more can you say? The 12 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles go into Soldier Field to take on the 3 and 10 Chicago Bears. Eagles. Pretty easily. What the hell happened to Chicago Bears? What the hell happened? They fell off a cliff. The 10 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs go into Houston to take on the 1 11 and 1 Houston Texans. How about them Chiefs? You see this craziness with the Texans? They're starting, they're playing two quarterbacks. Love it. Yeah, long neck and then big ass Driscoll. Good for you. Good for you. Not enough. Nowhere near enough to beat the Chiefs. The 10 and 3 Cowboys going to Jacksonville to take on the 5 and 8 Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys! I'm going back and forth, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to not take the Cowboys. I'm trying to sell myself on the Jaguars. 
I'm trying really hard. It's not working. It's not working. Fuck it. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? I'm going to take the Jags. Why not? They play hard. They play tough. The Cowboys are due for a stinker. The 6-7 and seven Lions go into MetLife to take on the 7-6 and six J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Ah, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to take the Jets. Interesting. I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, that defense plays. That running game is good. Their offense is not the same when it's on the road. But they're going to play to their hits, man. They're going to play. They're going to play to run the football. And they're going to rely on that defense. And with those ribs, I don't think Mike White finishes the game. He's going to meet Aiden Hutchinson. And he's going to get very acquainted with him. <laughs> so we are going to see... I think we're going to see Zach in the second in the second quarter. I'm going to call it. Zach Wilson's in this game in the second quarter. We're in the 4 o'clock hour now. The 4 and 9 Arizona Cardinals led by Colt McCoy go into mile high to take on the 3 and 10 Denver Broncos. Believe it or not, I think the Cardinals are going to win. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Denver's just so bad. They, it, it's amazing how bad they are. They're so bad. And Russell Wilson is going to finish the season with fewer touchdowns than Falcons in his home. Like, that statistic is still... I mean, it's a bullshit statistic, but it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals, too. I think the, the Broncos are just hot garbage. Like, even with Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's good for a couple wins. But how the Broncos have fallen. The 7-6 and six New England Patriots go into Allegiant Stadium to take on the 5-8 and eight Las Vegas Raiders. Patriots. The student tries to best the teacher. The teacher smacks him in the face and tells him to sit down. Pretty much how this is going to go. Patriots handling. The 7-6 and six Titans go into SoFi to take on the 7-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. These are two teams you can't trust. He's straight up. Like when you think the Titans are going to do well, they shit the bed. When the Chargers, when you think the Chargers are going to do well, Brandon Staley does something stupid. I'm going to go with the Chargers barely. We're going to see our man Dicker the kicker. And he's gonna, he's gonna do what he needs to do. He's gonna handle his business. Dicker the kicker is gonna handle his business. That is it, and that is all. The nine and four Cincinnati Bengals go into Raymond James Stadium to take on the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bengals. There's no reason why the Bengals can't handle this. The Bucks are just god awful right now. Your Sunday night special. The 7 5 and 1 New York Football Giants go into Landover, Maryland to take on the 7 5 and 1 Washington Commanders. The commies. I'm going to take the Giants. <laughs> I'm going to take the Giants. This is a must win. This is a must win. Wink Martindale needs to figure some shit out. 
because his defense can't stop a nosebleed right now. Saquon Barkley is running up the middle again. They need to figure out what made this team unique, what made this team good. Swing passes. Get them out in space. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to pull this one off. Your Monday night delight, the 4-9 and nine Baker Mayfield-led Rams go into Lambeau to take on the 5-8 and eight Green Bay Packers. Packers. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> it absolutely has to be. This Have there been two more disappointing teams? Probably not. And you may, you want to throw the Bucs in there too. But the Bucs have better records than both of these guys. So, I'm going to go with the Packers narrowly. Narrowly. It's fantasy playoff time, so nobody's on a bye. Deploy everybody you got. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.